Hey, Secret Movie Clubbers, a little addendum. A few of these dates got shifted around since we recorded this. The Beetlejuice and Big Trouble in Little China double has moved to Friday the 22nd. Pulse has moved to Tuesday the 26th. And the Hocus Pocus and the Craft double has moved to Thursday the 28th. All locations are the same. Hello, welcome Secret Movie Clubbers. We are doing our October 2021 schedule episode today. We have jam-packed October with a lot of movies and you can get tickets. Just Google Secret Movie Club and Eventbrite. And I've said this many times, but if you just follow us on Eventbrite, anytime we announce a new event, you're going to get a notification, can get tickets right away. You can also go to secretmovieclub.com and see everything that we do. If you have any questions about this schedule, you are about to hear that we're going to launch upon your unsuspecting ears you can write us at community at secretmovieclub.com let's get right into it this friday october 1st at the secret movie club theater we are doing cape fear martin scorsese directs a remake uh he only did he remake any other movies departed departed's a remake of infernal affairs but uh this is his first remake cape fear starring robert de niro nick nolte juliette lewis jessica lang with guest appearances by gregory peck and robert mitchum who were in the original one this is probably as close as scorsese ever got to oh, sort of a horror suspense thriller and he's clearly having a lot of fun the thing i always like to tell people was originally spielberg was supposed to direct cape fear and scorsese was supposed to direct schindler's list and he actually spent a lot of time developing the script for schindler's list which is why when you watch schindler's list and you see this sort of tortured catholic who has affairs and you're like that doesn't feel like a regular <laughs> spielberg character that's because scorsese did a lot of the prep work on that script with thomas neely and uh, a lot of that stuff is Scorsese. And then Spielberg finally felt ready to do Schindler's List. He was really scared by it. And Scorsese felt he should do it. And so they swapped. And the original Spielberg Cape Fear was much more a straight ahead, scary thriller without all the messed up family stuff. And then Scorsese brought that. But anyway, we are doing that this Friday, Secret Movie Club Theater, 35 millimeter. He's working with Freddie Francis, amazing cinematographer. So uh, October uh, 2nd on a Saturday, we're showing two great horror movies from the 90s. One of them is Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci. And as a second double, we got Francis Ford Coppola's Bron Stoker's Dracula. Now, there's a connection between these two movies. One of them is produced by Coppola, and one of them is made by Coppola. Now, before watching uh, Dracula, I suggest you watch Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which, in my opinion, should have been the double bill for this movie, because <laughs> Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is a great movie. And it's produced by Coppola. So, take that. And that's at the Million Dollar Theater. We are doing two Fastbenders in October. Fastbenders are director of 2021. And every Wednesday, we show a Fastbender. The only exception we're making in October is the final two Wednesdays. We're going to be showing horror movies, or you'll hear about it. But on October the 6th, we're showing Satan's Brew. We wanted to pick two Fastbenders that were Halloween feeling, and he made so many movies and TV shows that actually Satan's Brew, which is more of a dark comedy, it stars his regular Kurt Robb, who is this artist who has writer's block, who is having all these affairs, and then begins to think he's 
the reincarnation of this famous German artist, uh, Satan's Brew on 35 millimeter uh, here at the Secret Movie Club Theater. And then on this Wednesday, October 13th, we're doing Why Does Hair R Run Amok, which is one of my personal favorites. It's one of the earliest Fassbender movies. And you have to stick with it to the end to understand why we thought it was appropriately Halloween themed. But the final scene leaves no doubt why we programmed it in October. It's, as with a lot of Fassbender, very acidly satiric about German culture, but really just suburban culture, middle class culture, culture writ large. It's Fassbender. It's brilliant. Come watch some Fassbender. On Thursday, October 7th, we're doing the 1922 silent film Haxen, followed by Robert Eggers' The Witch, The Vavitch. Honestly, great double bill, separated by almost 100 years. The Vavitch has become a fan favorite, especially of, I think, our Secret Movie Club community. It is it is a fantastic piece of filmmaking. And Haxon's also like a very intense sort of visual. I can't think of the right words to describe it, but like from what it's pulling at from the time period it's from, it's like surprising what they kind of can get away with in terms of what they're visually showcasing. It's it's a very like jarring feature. Nudity, orgies, devil overseeing orgies of beautiful Swedish women. 1922. Yeah, I, this is what I imagine being inside your head's like, Craig. 24-7, homie. On October 8th at the Million Dollar Theater, you know, a lot of people ask me what's the difference between fog and mist, and I always say that mist is uh, Lovecraftian creatures and fog is pirate ghosts. And so we're doing The Fog, John Carpenter's original 1980 film, part of the Tom Atkins is a hunk of verse. And then on October 9th at the Million Dollar Theater, we are doing a triple feature starting with Richard Kelly's Donnie Darko. Richard Kelly is someone who I really like. I really like Southland Tales as well. Donnie Darko is like a quintessential high school film for me. I remember watching that in high school and being like, what, what on earth is this? And not really understanding it, but being very compelled and then we're doing a trailer show. The American Genre Film Archive is being nice enough to lend us a bunch of horror trailers that we're showing. And then we're finishing that evening with Takashi Miike's Audition, which is one of my newer favorite movies. Newer in the sense that I've only seen it the last couple of years. I've loved it more every time I've watched it, except for the one time I showed it to a friend and its graphic nature made them cry. So be warned it's not for children would that be the least appropriate movie to take a child to this month there's a there's a lot of contenders actually now that i'm looking at this list there are and it depends on what a child would be bothered by but audition here's what you could do you could take a child to audition and leave like halfway through it'd probably be fine don't take your children to this october 14th at the secret movie club theater we are doing diabolique on 35 in fact almost every title you hear except for haxon and the witch is on 35 uh, which i'm very excited about diabolique was was directed by this amazing French director, Henri-Georges Clouseau, who also did this amazing post-World War II movie, Les Corbeaux, The Crow, and then Wages of Fear, which was eventually remade by William Friedkin as Sorcerer. This is maybe his most famous movie, and I always tell this story, but it's the movie Hitchcock saw it and was so furious that he didn't make it and that he didn't think of the twist ending, which I'm not going to tell you, you just have to see, that he immediately optioned the writer's other work and made Vertigo. So in a weird way, we have Diabolique to thank for Vertigo. It's an incredible movie about this really abusive headmaster who has a really nervous wife and then a mistress who's a teacher at the school. And the mistress and the wife decide to kill the headmaster. But when they go back to find his corpse, the corpse has disappeared and suddenly ghostly things start happening at the school. And uh, you have to watch the movie to see what happens from there. It's amazing. Friday, October 15th at the Million Dollar Theater, we have a spooky double bill with Suspiria and Hellraiser, both 
these movies are masterpieces. And Saturday at the Million Dollar again on the 16th, we have a double dose of goofiness and awesomeness with Tim Burton's Beetlejuice and John Carpenter's greatest motion picture with Kurt Russell, Big Trouble, Little China. This one you could bring the kids to. John Carpenter was offered the directing job for The Golden Child, which I posted last night. And he opted out to do this movie, which is much better in my opinion. And I love that movie so dearly much. And there you go. Wednesday, October 20th, we are going to be doing another trailer fiesta. Basically, we got two and a half hours worth of trailers from New Jersey. We did the first 80 minutes of it just a few weeks ago, and I had no idea how it was going to play. And everybody wanted more. Everybody was actually really bummed when we stopped the trailers. And they were like, that was 80 minutes? And I said, I didn't know if you were going to love 80 minutes. We, we didn't know. And they said, no, you got to do more. Well, guess what? We have 90 minutes more. So we are going to do that on uh, Wednesday the 20th here at the Secret Movie Club. Come join us. Trailer Fiesta Part 2, Halloween-a-thon edition. On Thursday, October 21st, also at the Secret Movie Club Theater, we're doing Kim Ji-Woon's I Saw the Devil, which I didn't know a 35 millimeter existed of, so that's very exciting. It is also a bring-your-kid experience. What a killer family <laughs> film. It's actually just a nightmare. Don't listen to that. Kim Ji-Woon has a few great South Korean horror movies under his belt, including The Quiet Family and A Tale of Two Sisters. And I Saw the Devil sort of continues that trend. It is something that will stick with you for a long time after viewing. So I would say... Like napalm. Viewer discretion is advised. It is really something. Great date movie. Bring people you love to it. Friday, October 22nd at the Million Dollar Theater. We are doing a double dose of what we hope are 90s bring you back to your, your childhood, your adolescence. We are going to start off with Hocus Pocus on 35 millimeter. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, Three Witches, Get Resurrected. Disney movie, camp classic now. Everybody loves this film. And then we're going double witch because we're going to do The Craft on 35 millimeter, another guilty pleasure from the 90s. So if you want to see the movie you loved as a kid and then the movie you loved as a teenager, come see Hocus Pocus, The Craft, 35 millimeter, million dollar theater. Probably also one of the better ones to take kids to if you had to take kids to one of these. Hocus Pocus for sure. Hocus Pocus at the drive-in was insane. People are hungry for Hocus Pocus, so I think it will be a great crowd. And the craft looks like it's a light R also, to be fair. I haven't seen it. Yeah, the craft is as 90s as you get. Saturday, October 23rd at the Million Dollar. Get ready for some messed up, disgusting, horrified body horror you could ever imagine from the Great White North. We got David Cronenberg, Shivers, Rabbit, the Broad, and we're ending it with The Fly. The Broad? Whatever, I'm calling it that, all right? Leave me alone. The Brood. Four great movies, four great body horrors, all on 35mm at the Million Dollar Theater. Boom. On October 27th at the Secret Movie Club Theater, we are doing a double feature. Stuart Gordon's first two films, Reanimator and From Beyond, both adaptations of Lovecraft, both starring Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton, and both produced by Mr. Brian Yesna, who will be there in between the films for a brief Q&A. Uh, Reanimator, if you haven't seen it, is kind of a Frankenstein riff, just like really gonzo. And From Beyond is maybe one of the most difficult movies to describe ever. It's kind of about a guy who creates a machine that resonates parts of our brain that allow us to see other dimensions, and then everyone gets really horny. I want to note, Connor made me watch this last year, and it was one of the greatest things someone has put me in front of. 
absolute killer experience. Can't even imagine what the crowd will be like. On Thursday, October 28th at the Suka Movie Club Theater, we're doing Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Pulse. He is the director of Cure from 97, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, and Pulse is this incredible sort of pre-internet, but about technology horror movies that sort of sidesteps a lot of the goofy 90s, early 2000s horror movies that are about technology by finding this kind of center point about how technology is infused with life versus like the goofiness of the tech. And it's this very atmospheric, haunting piece of cinema that is, I think, super effective. And I think kind of sets the trend for the same type of thing as like The Ring and The Grudge in terms of its Japanese counterparts. Just sort of atmosphere and this general unsettling dread throughout that is a very killer very good movie. And then Friday, October 29th at the Million Dollar Theater, we are doing a Phantasm Night of the Living Dead double bill, a 35 millimeter, basically two amazing horror low budget indies that define their decade. And we have writer director Don Coscarelli coming to speak for Phantasm. And just so everybody knows, my uncle actually made that happen because my uncle was the art director on Phantasm. A scene was shot in my backyard. And my mom always tells this story that Angus Scrim, who plays the tall man, was getting into character in our kitchen. We lived in a little house in the San Fernando Valley. And I was two years old and I ran up to him and he freaked me out. And my mom was like, could you just let him know that you're an actor, you're in character? And Scrim, I guess, said, no, I'm a method. I'm the tall man now. And I just screamed and he wouldn't get out of character. So then I ran and cowered in my room while they filmed hands coming out of the earth in a dream sequence, which stayed in the movie. So my backyard is in Phantasm. And then, of course, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, which needs no introduction. And then it was all building to this secret movie club on October 30th, leading into the 31st at the Million Dollar Theater. We're doing a Halloween-a-thon, Halloween-a-thon. We are showing six movies starting at 1 p.m., and the final movie is at 12.30 a.m. on October 31st. For our matinee double feature, we got two spooks from the 50s produced by the great William Castle. Those films are House on Haunted Hill and a tinger, both starring the great Vincent Price. Be warned, you may feel quite a shock. And you might pass out during the film. Can you tell people why that is? Because these <laughs> films were so frightening, they had to have a nurse on standby. And you have to sign a waiver for your life. As Edwin is animating, we are going to do the gimmicks that William Castle did with all those movies. We're still figuring it out, but we're doing it. So House on Haunted Hill was shown in what was called a Murgo vision, which essentially skeletons would fly out over the audience. And then we'll do our riff on that. Hopefully we're going to, I don't want to say better it because you can't better William Castle, but there'll be a twist. And then the Tingler had what was called Percepto Vision, where people would get shocked in the audience. There were buzzers on certain seats. We're going to do a riff on that as well, but it will be in Percepto and Emergo Vision 2021 style. And I think this is the last thing that would be even remotely appropriate to bring children to, despite <laughs> Edwin's warnings. House on Haunted Hill is 1 p.m. and the Tingler is 3 p.m. Following that, on the 30th, we have... Nobuhiko Obayashi's House on 35mm, that's at 515. That is another visceral treat that is, if you know nothing about it, I recommend you continue to know nothing about it. It is such a unique film experience, especially with an audience. Can anyone know anything about that movie? It's sort of the more you watch it, the less you know. It's just sort of a crazy, there's a lot of imagery that I think has become kind of pop culture iconography that you may not even realize what you know. And it's, it's a it's a real treat. I'm, very, I'm looking forward to watching it with an audience. And then at 745, we're doing David Lynch's Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. This is my personal favorite David Lynch movie. It is definitely a horror movie, but I think in the best possible way in that it's, 
cinematically mind-blowing, but it's also thematically really unsettling. Interestingly, upon its release, it was derided by everybody, including none other than Quentin Tarantino, who was really vocal about how awful he thought it was. And I think what's interesting is, like so many movies, Francis Ford Coppola said, you don't know if a movie's good for 10 years. And I think that's totally true. And now, basically 20 years later, many people consider it one of Lynch's best, if not his best. It is incredible. It is about the last week in the life of Laura Palmer. It's really a prequel to the first two seasons of Twin Peaks. But if you're somebody who loves Twin Peaks and thinks that Twin Peaks is David Lynch's opus, which in many ways I do, you actually have to watch Firewalk with me to understand a lot that happens in season three which just happened a few years ago. So we don't want to discourage people from coming to see it, but you should probably watch the first two seasons of Twin Peaks first, even though it is a prequel. It would enrich in the experience, but it would be chronologically, technically, the first part of what would become the Twin Peaks story. Does time work like that, though, in the Twin Peaks verse? This is a larger conversation. It is. You're, yes, you're, you're supposed to watch it after seasons one and two. Point well taken. And then a movie that I didn't know this, but I guess it hasn't played on 35 millimeter a lot in the city. Because a lot of people are like, how did you get it on 35 millimeter? And my response in my head is, how did no one else play it on? I don't understand what's going on here. But I'm not going to look that gift horse in the mouth. At 1030, we are doing John Carpenter's Halloween on 35 millimeter. And as the movie is reaching its climax, Halloween will be happening because the movie will end after midnight and it'll be October 31st. Uh, That is easily so far one of the hottest tickets that we have. So if you want to see John Carpenter, Carpenter's original Halloween on 35 millimeter in a spooky movie palace. 10:30 on October 30th is when we're doing it. And then at 12:30 a.m. following that up at the Million Dollar Theater, we're doing Evil Dead 2, Sam Raimi's follow-up to the Evil Dead. If you watch Evil Dead and we're like, I wish the budget were bigger and this were a lot goofier, Evil Dead 2 is the movie for you. One of my absolute favorite movies. It's basically tied with The Evil Dead. I I love them both. They're incredible. Bruce Campbell gives maybe one of the best comedic performances in any movie ever like he's he's channeling like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin in that movie I don't know if any other movie does this it does that weird thing where it's sort of a remake of Evil Dead but it changes certain things and it's really fun to watch them together because the things that they change are really different it's I don't know how to explain the experience but I I mean I love Evil Dead too all the Evil Dead movies including Army of Darkness are just about the sort of experience of that movie and continuity matters not (laughs) They change what they want to change. It's like the perfect blend of, uh, you were talking about comedy horror. It was a really early introduction to me for getting into horror films because it kind of bridges a gap between being like sometimes genuinely very scary, but you can also laugh at a ton of stuff while also being very gory and very bloody. And it's kind of this great amalgamation of things. It's kind of a great, if you're not a huge horror person, it's kind of a, a dope introduction into like, here's what this genre is capable of in all of its weird idiot. So there you go. There is our October 2021. Uh, There may be more surprises on the way, but that's everything that we have confirmed. You can get tickets at Eventbrite. You can uh, look at the calendar at secretmovieclub.com. You can write us a community at secretmovieclub.com and say, why the hell didn't you play this movie and make recommendations? And we can start thinking about our Halloweenathon 2022. We would love to have you for these. We tried to program an October where you really saw the full spectrum of horror. And as you were hearing 
hearing us speaking everything from international horror to comedy horror to family horror to decidedly not family horror to South Korean horror to body horror, everything, kitsch horror, camp horror. We would love to have you. Uh, There you go. We hope to see you at the movies. Bye. Bye.